Today, some of us are preparing for a math assessment test later this month. Our Bible lesson will be about King Melchizedek and the special tithe or tith that Abraham brought to him. Ten times. Why, Ganaganto? I want to teach you what a tenth means so that you can do well on your math assessment test. It's coming up soon. Okay, Ganaganto. Gonk. Lydia, you only gonked one tenth of the gonks. Can I try to gonk ten times, Ganaganto? Okay. Let's see if you can follow directions. Gonk ten times. Boys and girls listening, you can gonk too, just like a goose. That's why I'm known as Granny Goose Gunther Gonk Gonk. If it's your birthday. And you are ten years old. You gonk ten times. But Granny, I'm not ten years old, and today's not my birthday. Do it anyways, Esther. Gonk 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 gonk. You forgot a gonk, Esther. I have the breadcrumbs to feed the geese. Oh look, there's a mother goose. I want to take a picture of her. Oh no, she just ran away. I'll be right back. Esther and I picked some wild flowers for you, Granny. And here's a big red rose for your hair. Sarah, thank you for the red rose. Please do not pick any more red roses. The roses belong to the new garden park. But why, Granny? There's no sign saying not to pick the roses. If you pick all the roses, there won't be any more for others to look at. Oh, okay, Granny. Now I understand. Look, there's a goose waddling along. I think that's called a white snow goose, Nehemiah. Where should we eat our picnic? Hmm. What about Let's over there on that grassy mound? Okay, that sounds great. Oh, I finally got my picture. There's Malakar. Oh, look at those baby geese coming toward us! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But they've lost mother goat. Aww, the babies are looking for their mother. Let's see what Mrs. Gunther packed in our picnic basket. Mm, ham and cheese sandwiches. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm, chips, drinks, 
fruit cups and cookies. Let's pray for the food, shall we? Esther, you look so sad. What's the matter? I have an idea. After we eat our sandwiches, let's go for a little walk and we'll try to find the mother goose. <laughs> What's so funny? I think Lydia named the mother goose Gonk. Mother goose is missing Gonk because there are nine baby geese that are looking for their mama. The tenth Gonk is missing. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm getting a workout. I am tired, too. <laughs> She's so cute. Can uh, we sit on that bench over there? I'm kind of tired. Sure, Nehemiah. Now would be a good time for the Bible study. Today, we're going to learn about the tithe, or tenth, and Melchizedek. Nehemiah, could you please read Genesis 14 18 through 21? Sure, Mr. Gunther. Genesis 14, 18 through 21, starting with verse 18 and 19. Here it is. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Who is Abram? That's a good question, Lydia. We read, Blessed be Abram, that is, Abraham. Let me read verse 19b down to verse 23. Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread, even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. Now, who has a question about these verses? Maria. You raised your hand first. What does it mean when Abraham gave Melchizedek tithes of all? Well, we find a commentary on this in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. And we read in Hebrews 7 where it is talking about Christ being a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Mom, could you read Hebrews 7, 1 for us? Yes, uh, Hebrews 7, 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God. Was Melchizedek a real person, Mr. Gumbler? He was not a person, Esther. He was a theophany, which is a big word. It means that he looked like a person. He looked like a priest. But he was God appearing as a man, as one of us. Who was he, Grandpa? Actually, it was God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, Sarah. He came to demonstrate 
that he was a perfect priest. Let me continue with Hebrews 7, 1 through 2. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness. Who is the king of righteousness? Again, the king of righteousness is also the Lord Jesus, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. So who is the king of peace, Grandpa? Once again, Jacob, it is Christ who is the king of peace. In Hebrews 7, 3, it says, without father, without mother. I don't get it. Lydia, sweetheart, Christ is from eternity past, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. What's eternity mean, Mr. Gunther? Esther, it means that Christ has always been alive, from everlasting past to everlasting future. But made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Nehemiah, I see your hand up. What's your question? So what does abideth a priest continually mean, Mr. Gunther? It means forever, Nehemiah. Listen to what Hebrews 7.4 says. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Who is the great man, Grandpa? It is Christ himself, Jacob. He is demonstrating the wonderful, eternal priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his life for the sins of all the elect. Grandpa, I still don't understand why the Bible repeats that Abraham gave Melchizedek the tenth of the spoils. Well, the reason for the tenth, or the tithe, has to do with the believer's desire to get out the true gospel, Maria. So, Mr. Gunther, what were the tithes and where did they come from? God first gave the command to give tithes in the Old Testament. In those days, almost all the people were farmers and they would take a tenth or a tithe of their crops or their animals that God had provided for them and bring them into Jerusalem. They were then given to the priests and Levites, whose job it was to minister in the temple. Grandpa, what is that a picture of spiritually? As we send out the gospel, Jacob, and people become saved, they represent the tithes that are brought into the kingdom of God. Does the New Testament say that we are to give tithes, Grandpa? In the New Testament, we are not commanded to give tithes. Maria, but were commanded to give everything, according to Romans 12:1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. What does that mean? I beseech you, brethren, to present your bodies, and living sacrifice, Mr. Gunther? Good question, Nehemiah. It means that we are to lay down our lives on the altar of service. The Bible teaches us that everything we are and have comes from God as a gift, and we are to use our lives as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus to tell the world about the gospel and to warn them that May 21st, 2011 
is the rapture as well as the first day of judgment. So as people become saved, they become the tithe that comes into the storehouse or into the kingdom of God. Mr. Gunther, that why people were to give to the church during the church age? Yes, Esther, that is why people were to give to the churches so that they could faithfully declare the word of God to the world so that people could become saved. Of course, that wasn't always the case with the money they received. Unfortunately, many of the churches were more interested in giving their pastor a lavish salary or building a bigger church building. Where's Granny Gunther going? Look over there! It's the Mother Goose! It looks like her feet are stuck under the rock over there. Uh, wait for us, Mom. Those gravel rocks can be slippery, and you might lose your balance. Are you all right, Mom? Oh. Are you all right, Granny Gunther? I'm sorry you fell trying to rescue the Mother Goose. Thank you, Nehemiah. I bruised my knee. God was merciful. You could have really gotten hurt, Mom. You fell right out of your wheelchair. Granny Gunther, Lydia says that you found the missing gonk, the Mother Goose. Well, how did everyone do on their math assessment? I think I passed, Granny Gunther. We won't know our scores till later, but I knew what a tenth was. Me too. Gong, 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 like the nine baby geese. And then there was one missing, Mother Goose, called a gong. Now she's found, thanks to you, Granny Goose Gunther. Gong, gong. Well, boys and girls, we come to the end of another one of our programs. We hope you enjoyed it. For a free audio CD of today's program, write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Don't forget to include the title of today's program, The Missing Gunk. May God richly bless you and your family with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye.